The Borough Life Podcast with James and Rosie. Hello and welcome back to the Borough Life Podcast. Rosie, we're up to episode five. Now, we've broken from our format a little bit in this one because we've actually got a bonus special guest. But I suppose in a way, it's a bit of an apology to everybody because I did say on the last one that our episode five will be coming out in late May and we are into early June. So apologies to everyone for that. Um, but yeah, so we've, we've got three uh, amazing set of guests today. Rosie, who have we got on? So we've got Paul and Alex from our TechMate service. We've got Karel, um, who is our climate change manager. And Andy, who's from Be Well and has taken on a very special challenge in aid of the brick. Yeah, so three sets of uh, really special guests there. And uh, we really hope that you enjoy the little chat with Andy. He's going to be our last guest on the episode. Uh, and we hope that you, you back him with, with his sponsors because um, what he's doing is amazing. So we'll be back uh, in a little bit after you hear those interviews. Uh, Rosie, should we, just, should we just get on with it? Let's go. Hi, I'm Alex Yoxall. I'm a digital inclusion and engagement officer. Uh, for the web and digital inclusion team. My name is Paul Banks. I'm assistant business partner in the web and digital inclusion team. So thanks very much for coming in. We are really excited about um, about chatting to you about TechMates. Uh, it, it's it's such an amazing initiative um, that the that the council runs. Rosie, so you're a bit of an expert actually because you've been to one of the sessions, haven't you? So yeah, I'm I've sure been to we... a couple now. Have you been to a couple? Yeah, big fan. Um, so. Please tell us, well, yeah, start from the start. Just tell us about TechMates because it's, it's such, a, such a great thing. Well, it's had an interesting birth, TechMates. It was, it was born in the pandemic, Yeah. which I'm struggling to remember when that was. Now, I think I've been dislocated from town over the last few years. So it was really, I think what happened at that time is that it became apparent, I think, across the country, there was a lot of people who didn't have those fundamental digital needs to support themselves through the pandemic. Um, didn't have those family networks, so we devised TechMates, that's how, it, that's how the, the, the name came about, and it was really there to offer remote support to people who are struggling, so to do the very things that we take for granted, like shopping online, accessing web, um, online services, um, and we, we put together a project really where we were working with our digital communities partners as well to support them, to offer um, remote digital support, and we're offering training as well support them to um, to become tech nets. Um and yeah it's grown from there I think Alex you've Alex has been with us for, for well it's getting on for over six months now isn't yeah, it? Yeah I'm, I'm wondering how long I can keep saying I'm new before it gets <laughs> a bit exhausted so yeah yeah it's, it's in really general. really exploded now really I think it's, it's, you know, it's a, fa- a fantastic project fantastic idea and it is a community based project I mean the council are really to facilitate this but it's really led by our volunteers in the community so um Alex, take over you, yeah. all the wonderful things that are going on at the moment. Yeah, no, I think I'll just echo what Paul said. I think it's a great initiative, um, volunteer-led, community-led. Um, our goal ultimately is to get digital inclusion and digital support sustainable. So we have to question ourselves of how we do that. And we feel it's to work with our partners, work with the communities um, that are at the heart of digital exclusion. So in terms of what we do as a, t- as a team, we run uh, inclusion services, so that's our TechMate programme, obviously, that we're mentioning now. Um, volunteer-led programme, where we look to link digitally confident volunteers with digitally excluded residents. Um, that's done where we link them up. It's like a, a buddying scheme where they'll kind of have a confident, friendly individual as a volunteer, supporting them with their confidence, but also addressing their digital needs as well. Uh, like Paul mentioned, 
things like how to do online shopping, how to access you know, GP services, online banking, you know, you name it, it's, it's all going online. So that's what the TechMates addresses. It's through a referral service, so our partners in the community, our DCP, which is our digital community partners, uh, they refer in, but also professional colleagues in the council will refer into that service as well. Um, as an offshoot to that, we have our TechMate Tea Parties, which uh, I suppose is the same ethos in terms of being a digital champion, a nice encouraging environment for residents to visit. Uh, but that's not requiring referrals, that's not requiring booking, it's turn up, have some tea, have some coffee, have a biscuit, um, meet like-minded people who might be struggling with the digital world and get hands-on support from our volunteers as well. So we currently have seven across the borough, four in libraries, two in community Methodist churches and one in a pub. It is coffee morning, not last orders, <laughs> it's all above board, but uh, they're really great community venues and they're dotted uh, around the community. So they're the two kind of avenues of tech mate. Is it the tea parties that you, yeah, you visited? Yeah, so I, I can vouch for the uh, biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we always try and put a bit of a spread on. And I know, like, the, so the, the birth of the scheme kind of it did come out of the pandemic, didn't it? And it was, I suppose, initially it was around, people were reliant on, on tech, weren't they, to, to speak to relatives. And, you know, we, we probably all went through those phases where it was like the weekly quiz nights with our family and things like that. So we, it, was, it was linking up with people who, yeah, who were isolated and... Uh, and, and couldn't do that. I was just going to ask is that there's so many other benefits isn't there apart from obviously if someone comes in to, to use the service they're learning the skills and you know uh, getting a bit more tech savvy but there's a there's a social isolation aspect to it as well and then they're, they're becoming part of a, of a community aren't they I guess by coming along to the sessions or yeah. being referred in so 100% I mean that's one of the, the great benefits of the certainly the tea parties but also the one-to-one -one techniques as well but I always champion the fact that as much as it being a digital support service, it's a social support service. Yeah, yeah. Because um, you know, I, I have a background working in the volunteer sector, I've worked with charities and work with volunteers. I think the impact that having um, you know peer-led sessions um, has on an individual is it's, it's gargantuan, you can't put a, a price on it. Yeah. And that's why, like Paul mentioned earlier, we're trying to make digital support sustainable through our partners. The goal is to get them all volunteer-led because they're led by uh, peers, by members of the community. Um, and at the moment, we have, of those seven, four volunteer-led, uh, and we're, we're heading quite quickly to them all being volunteer-led. And the goal is, once we do that, we can step back, give them that creative control of those, those sessions, that community can, can build itself, and we can help, the, help them with you know, anything they need, and we're a support network for them. But then we can move on and look to expand and to, to get into new areas where digital exclusion might be might be rife. I mean, the model of the tea party is fantastic. That that informal setting, I think it really does support people who have had a really bad experience of formal education coming. I think maybe you know five ten years ago, the model may be more focused on an IT course, and that was a you know a big no-no for some people. It was just it's all I'm back in this situation now where I'm, I'm feeling part of the classroom. But the tea parties, it just breaks those barriers down. And the individuals absolutely love them. And that, that mutual support you get between people as well is wonderful to see. Um, and, you know, it's it, social and digital sort of coming together, isn't it, really? It's, it's, it's a wonderful thing to see. I think without getting too, uh, too counsel-y on, on everybody, I think it's, it's, it's such a, it's a flagship scheme for us as well because, like you say, maybe five or ten years, 20 years gone by, it would have been somebody needs to learn IT skills so do an IT course 
Whereas this, it, it's, it's focusing on the individual, isn't it? And, and uh, getting that support around them and not just focusing on that, that one element. And I think that's why, yeah, it's, it's, it's so successful. And I'm guessing as well, what, so we're kind of, I can't, I've lost track of time as well with the pandemic now. I can't think when it was, but so we're a few years in really, aren't we? But the, the, the potential for it to grow, and like you say, with it being volunteer led, it's, it's huge, isn't it? I mean, one of the, I think one of the, the tricks with the world, we say it's a trick, it's like finding that hook as well, I think, for Braille learners, is that, you know, something like a hobby, if you're interested in, I don't know, glam rock in the 70s or something like that, you've got a, a plethora of sort of YouTube, YouTube sites that you yeah. can access. And when you actually show somebody who's, who's got that hobby but not got the digital skills, that's the driver to get them to pick up those digital skills. And that's great to see. So, you know, I mean, we all, you know, we're all sort of, I suppose, YouTube addicts if, you, if, we, if we've got the digital skills, but that resource is not obvious to people, um, you know, what the, the capabilities of something like YouTube is in terms of learning, enjoyment and fun. It's, um, and that, that drives those core digital skills and to be embedded. Yeah. I think that's the thing, isn't it? It is just so focused and person-centred. Um, but equally the numbers speak for themselves because I think, I think I asked you a few months ago like how many people have been helped by TechMates and it was over 500 yeah. oh, and I think it's going to just continue to grow isn't it and that's, that's clear with your passion as well. So before we, we go on to the, I mean th this is one of the topics that um, I think that we could talk about all day uh, and, and it's been featured in, uh, if we link it back to the magazine as well I know that it's been featured in, in Borough Life before, it will be in the future um, so and, and again I think you guys will have to have you come back on when you know you reach all the other milestones with the with the project um before i've got uh, sorry i've got one more question before that i might as well ask that now i was just going to say did you let slip are you a 70s glam rock fan was that were you talking about yourself there or? <laughs> yeah it's a roxy music so i was just going to ask i don't know that it's the yeah so people can get referred into the service but like you say the tea parties it's all the info is on uh, online isn't it so yeah it's on, our, and... it's on our web pages uh, digital working web pages um the tea parties uh, four are in libraries so one's in wigan library one's in lee library one's in Atherton library uh, and one's in golden library uh, we also have methodist churches so we've got shevington methodist church and we've got uh, Atherton methodist church and we've got the globe in standish uh, but all the information's online. Uh, any library that you go into, even the ones that don't have Technic Tea Parties, have our marketing materials, so they've got posters, leaflets. Just ask them, ask a library colleague about techmates, they'll have information for you. Exactly, and I was just going to say, I know it, it's, a, it's a bit of a paradox there, isn't it, about advertising stuff like that online, and, but, yeah. but I suppose the message to our listeners is, if you've got a relative or uh, you know, a neighbour or a friend, someone in your community that you think uh, could benefit from this. Um, give them that that heads up, isn't it? Give them the nudge to go 100%. down. And like you say, the it's it's advertised across the borough as well. So hopefully yeah. people would will go be in our the uh, the public buildings and, and see it and, and pop along, even if it's just for the for the biscuits, like, like <laughs> which we don't mind. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. So uh, we're on to the quick fire uh, questions. So do you want to? You can, oh, so I, I kick off. I'll kick off this time, yeah. Um, this is a bit of an easy one because you two have just walked in with two massive coffees. So, uh, tea or coffee? Yeah, coffee oh, all day. Coffee. <laughs> yeah, fuel. Cats or dogs? Cats. Dogs for me, yeah. Pop or rock? Rock. I'd say rock, yeah. Facebook or Twitter? Facebook. Twitter for me. Sweet or salty? Salty. Got a bit of a sweet tooth. Gonna go with sweet. Night owl or early bird? 
having a nine-month-old means uh, it's got to be early bird. <laughs> Any time to sleep. Night time. Well, that damn well let's see how this the rest of it goes box set or film i'm film horror or comedy 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 winter or summer winter it's got to be winter hay fever uh, is uh, <laughs> not good with me so got to be winter mm, big party or dinner party dinner party yeah, dinner party. Oh, you've come back round there. There we then. go. <laughs> we saved it. You saved it. Thanks very much. Oh, thank you. No, cheers, guys. Thanks for having us. Big thanks then to Alex and Paul. So I think you can tell that we, we love the TechMate scheme, don't we, uh, Rosie? And uh, you made some friends, didn't you, on, on, when you went down to some of those sessions? I did. I had a wonderful time, and I just thought it was so powerful to see that sort of the impact it was having on their lives. They felt so empowered. It was, it was really nice to see. Absolutely. So if you do know somebody who wants to get involved, um, we'll put all the info on how you can find the, uh, the tea parties um, with the information with this podcast. And yeah, just you can find it on the, the Wigan Council website as well. So we'll be back in a second talking to Corel after the adverts. Wigan Borough has so many independent businesses right on your doorstep waiting for you to explore. These local gems offer the very best in food and drink, fashion, gifts and much more. Celebrate local, love local. Visit wigan.gov.uk forward slash support local. Looking to find your fitness? Your local Be Well Leisure Centre has everything you need to achieve your goals. Whether you're wanting to hit the gym, go for a swim, try a group exercise class or even discover a new sport, our all-inclusive membership has you covered across seven different locations. Discover your local leisure centre and join today at bewellwigan.org. Feel well, live well, be well. Hi everyone, we're here with Karel, um, who works for the council, and I will let her introduce herself. Hi everyone, so my name is Karel Boardman, I'm the Climate Change Manager at Wigan Council, and happy to be with you all today. So Karel, um, I feel like this is going to be the first of a number of appearances on the Borough Life podcast, because um, I think... You play such an important role here at Wigan Council and I feel like there's, there's going to be a lot of topics that we can have you back on to talk about. But first things first, could you maybe explain to our listeners about your role, why, why it is so important at a, a council and, and how, yeah, a little bit about the work that you do with your team? 100%, yeah. So I guess the reason for my, my role um, and my team's role, because I head up the climate response team at the council, is because... Uh, Wigan Council, just like so many other authorities across the UK, we declared a climate emergency in 2019. So this was off the back of um, a lot of um, work that environmental protesters did in London over the summer of 2019. They did a lot of lobbying, central government, and rightly so really, because we are at a bit of a tipping point in terms of our climate and environmental pollution and degradation. So, so what we did, we declared our climate emergency in 2019. And then alongside that, we committed to achieving net zero carbon by 2030 or sooner, aligned with Greater Manchester. And what that essentially means is all the emissions that we're emitting out into the atmosphere is balanced by what we're taking in, or ideally we're getting that to a super low level. So, you know, you know as many vehicles on the road as possible are green, you know, we're living lives as sustainably as possible. That's really where we kind of want to get to. But that net zero essentially means that balance of emissions going in and out of the atmosphere type thing. I was the first officer kind of put in charge of this as a strategic lead. Um, and then we've got a small team built around us. So we've got uh, a climate education officer 
So she goes out and works with our schools and communities in terms of educating them on how they can live and work more sustainably, teaching kids about that. We've also got a climate engagement officer who works with our communities and our Deal for Communities team does a similar role. And we've also got an air quality and climate officer who focuses really um, on that whole area of, of, of air quality and uh, sustainable travel. So one of the things that I always notice is obviously climate change is in the news. It's kind of everywhere. We yeah. see it quite a lot. But I feel personally um, that it can feel like quite an overwhelming issue and, and it kind of feels like it's you against this massive topic. How can people in Wigan Borough make, make their own mark on, on being part of the solution and why is it important to? I think it's really important and you make such a good point Rosie because sometimes when we think about climate change it's in the news and on the radio and like we just think of this like little polar bear and a melting ice cap and it's so, it's a million miles away from Wigan. Why do we really care about that because it's not happening here? But if you stop and think, you know, what we're living through now compared to 10, 15 years ago, I mean, I don't think anybody can argue that we're all seeing so much more flooding happening now and people are really having to come to terms with dealing with that on a regular basis. We're definitely seeing much more uh, sustained and prolonged periods of heat. So our local NHS services are really seeing the impact of that, even at the local level. Kind of the heat wave that we all experienced across the UK in 2018 um, is going to become much more common over the next few years and will likely be kind of an every other year type thing. So if we think about that in Wigan, how is that going to impact us? Well, it's going to see, you know, increased kind of pressure on our local health services. How are we going to cope when in our own houses, what are we all doing at the minute trying to insulate them to the hilt type thing? Well, maybe in 10 years, we might all need ACs, like if we we're in Spain or something like that, you know, air conditioning units. So I think, you know, it's if, if you stop and take a second just to think about the changes that we've seen over the past kind of 10, 15 years, just in the weather, um, you know, the, the, there's some stark differences there. It might not be the huge things that are going on around the rest of the world, like sea level rise or like, you know, desertification in Africa and stuff like that. But we're definitely seeing impacts in, in and across Wigan and Greater Manchester. Think about what's going on at the green space at the end of your street. How is it looking? Could it be more biodiverse? Is it full of rubbish and litter, which a lot of our areas are full of at the minute because there's so much litter and fly tipping going around. So I think if, if you stop and have a look around your environment, you can slowly start to see those changes. And if you think a little bit differently or act a little bit differently, we can all make things happen for the better, really. One thing I was going to mention, Carl, I, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned the uh, you know, solutions to the, the, the littering issues because yeah. um, I'd just push our listeners to go and have a look at our Keep It Clean campaign that's Absolutely. recently launched. Um, I, I know, Rosie, you've, you've been part of that, so I'm just getting in there and taking the, some, of the, <laughs> some of the credit. You, you mentioned about the, the, the work that your team does, and a lot of it is around engagement and like kind of edu education and, and talking with, uh, with young people as well because we, we yeah. know, don't we, that young people in Wigginborough and across the nation, across the world, it, it, climate change is one of the, the big topics for them, isn't sure. it? Um, but maybe talk to us about the, the Youth Climate Summit as well that was oh, yeah. late last last year? Yeah, it was in September last year. So yeah, basically we, we work really closely with uh, Wigan and Lee Youth Cabinet and it's always come in kind of top or second to top in their manifestos each year that yeah. they're really uh, worried. And there's a lot of anxiety in young people about climate change, you know with a lot of teenagers and, and younger people that we deal with, they're seeing these impacts. They're worried about things like animals going extinct or 
I didn't have to worry about that when I was younger. It's only as I've come into adulthood that I've seen like kind of the realism of that. And these are people who are, you know, years turning off 18 and they're already worrying about these very adult um, type problems. And it's for us to kind of solve prior to them having to get here and, 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 and deal with even more bigger, a bigger issue really. Um, so what we did was we worked really closely with our youth cabinet last year and they basically wanted to put on a youth-led event. So we created, uh, co-created with our youth cabinet um, the Burroughs First Wigan Youth Climate Summit, which we held on the 28th September at The Edge uh, in Wigan Town Centre. And basically that was a day created for young people, by young people, completely led by young people. I think I made a threat to all council volunteers on the day that I didn't want to hear one adult speak. And it was an absolutely fantastic day. So we had a really jam-packed day full of, um, we had loads of workshops going on. Um, we had a green careers fair with a number of local businesses touting their wares and showcasing the different types of green careers that are on, on offer across the borough and across Greater Manchester. Um, we had an eco marketplace with a load of community groups and charities kind of showcasing the work that they're doing in and across the boroughs. Um, I know the aquarium went down really well with our young people just because there was so much engagement to be had with the marine life. I think what happened at the end of the day, basically, we had a resounding, it was a resounding success. We had so much feedback that they wanted it to be an annual event. So it'll be coming back bigger and better for September 2023. So regular listeners to the, the podcast will, won't be surprised to hear how proactive our members of the, the youth cabinet are and how amazing they are. Um, and anyone who's not listened to the episode where we talk about uh, the, their work on International Women's Day, I'd encourage them to go back and have a listen to that one um, if they want to know more about what your what you and your team uh, are doing you write the regular column don't you in the Wigan Observer we do yeah I would encourage people to go and check that out um, it's a really good way of finding out about Krell's and, and, and the team's work uh, and all the different initiatives that are going on at the time of recording we, we've just had World Environment Day we've got Clean Air Day coming up so yes yeah, so there's, there's tons of, of info there for you, for you to go and read right quick fire round Rosie do you want to start us off yep Okay. Do you have coffee? Pink. Cats or dogs? Cats. Pop or rock? Pop. Facebook or Twitter? Neither. I don't like social media. Sorry, guys. <laughs> sweet or salty? Uh, definitely sweet. Night owl or early bird? Early bird, yeah. Box set or film? With the amount of times I've watched The Office US, it's got to be box set. <laughs> Horror or comedy? Comedy. Winter or summer? I'd say summer with the nice bright early mornings, yeah. And finally, big party or dinner party? dinner party it's got to be come down with me i agree <laughs> <laughs> thanks corel thank you thanks guys rosie i think it's not a stretch to say that we'll have corel back on i think in the future i think we definitely will so we're nearly at the end of episode five rosie as ever if people want to have a look at our borough life content um where can they find it so yes everyone can head to our website to view past editions of borough life just put wigan.gov.uk forward slash borough life in the search box. And you can also find Borough Life Plus on there, which has lots of bonus uh, content for you to enjoy. And we're just putting together the, some, some uh, fresh new content, aren't we, for Borough Life Plus at the moment. So we're hoping that will be available late June. And also, I know I'm setting myself up for a fall again, but we're hoping to have another episode out uh, before the end of the month. If that doesn't happen again, we'll just have to do another bonus clip like we are with this episode. That's it then for me and Rosie for episode five. Uh, you, we're going to hand you over to our little chat with Andy as the, the bonus uh, part of this episode. 
So we'll see you soon for episode six. See you soon. So Rosie, we're here in Wigan Live Centre in the, in the middle of Wigan Town Centre. It's a nice sunny day and we're here with Andy. Um, Andy, please could you introduce yourself and uh, just explain what your role is here at Wigan Council. Hi, yeah, and I'm Andy, I'm 46. Uh, I've been a fitness instructor for the last 14, 15 months and recently I've moved over to Active Inclusive and I work for the Be Well team. So Andy, um, you're doing something amazing in the next few weeks, which is, uh, we, we've invited you on to talk about that, but before we get going with that, could you maybe just tell uh, our listeners like what the Active Inclusive team does? We've just had a little chat um, before we started recording. I think it's one of those services that maybe uh, people in the community wouldn't know that, that that's a role for the council. So could yeah. you please just talk us through what it is that you do for the day job? Yeah, I've got a fantastic privileged job here. Uh, I'm dealing with people, you know, with acute needs, people with, uh, you know, who struggle to get about back into, you know, to, to the gym. So we've got Wheels for All, which is like adapted bicycles. Some people that come have like two carers with them. You know, they've got a lot of uh, obstacles to, to get over just to get there. You know, it's a very, very vital part of the, the cog of the community, really, that we're playing here. And, you know, I, f I feel it's a great privilege to be involved in it. And it's, it's just all about improving uh, people's health and, health and well-being. Yeah, yeah, from mental and physical. You're doing something amazing in the next, next few weeks, so do so you tell us what it, what it is that you're doing? Okay, uh, so about a year ago I come up with this crazy idea. I suppose I'd always thought of this idea over my life. One day I felt crazily positive to say I'm going to cycle 1,000 miles. Yeah, I just thought, you know, uh, I love cycling. I don't have a, a car, I've never drove a car. I've had motorcycles over the past, but every day I cycle wherever I go and I probably do more miles than you know my wife does in her car on her bike so and so you so you start in it's next week you're starting at Land's End yeah up to John O'Groats I am yeah now originally I was going in on my own uh, so originally I was just gonna go on the train I've got a train ticket still booked and uh, I was gonna go there but my I've got married a couple of weeks ago so she's decided it's best come with me oh, brilliant. And, uh, she's right. gonna drive each day from place to place and we're going to meet up, hopefully she'll have the tent made and, <laughs> and you know, some sausages on the go or something, <laughs> just keep sticking over, yeah. No. And, and you're, you're doing it for a great cause as I well, am, so yeah. if, would you mind telling us a little bit about, about that? I think there's yeah. a lot of people that who... should be at the front really. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a lot of people across the borough who yeah. will be aware of this organisation, yeah, so well, please, please, uh, please do explain. Yeah, the brick. I, uh, when I was speaking to my boss, you know, about charities, he, he basically said, told me about this organisation. I had read about it, I had seen different things, and obviously they have a lot of passion for getting people back on bicycles and restoring old bikes. And obviously the, the big intent of all is to help the most vulnerable and, and you know, to get, get these people, obviously a bed for the night is the first thing, and some food in their belly and, you know, get them, uh, just human kindness can spark something in them. The Brick do fantastic work like that, you know, they've got people in there in the bike mechanic shop, you know, where get training people up to fix bikes and I've met some of these characters and they're, they're some wonderful people. Yeah, so ab to, absolutely. Just, you know, just to help this cause would be an absolute privilege. Yeah, yeah, no, the, the Brick are fantastic, aren't they? It's such, a, such an amazing organisation. Um, you know, we, we've had a lot of, uh, you know, partnership work with them, yeah. haven't we, Rose, in the past? Um, and you visited the uh, site, didn't you, last, did. last year? Um, so, yeah, absolutely brilliant. Um, going back to your day job and working for the, the Be Well team uh, here at the council, you like a challenge. All the people who aren't maybe keyed into uh, the, the Be Well services, or there's, there's so many facilities, aren't there, across oh, the borough yeah. for people that they, they might not know about. There's the leisure centres and pools and things like that all across the borough. 
what would you say to somebody who maybe is a bit reluctant to, to get involved or like is yeah. thinking about starting like a new like journey for their health and well-being? What, what would you say is a, as, as a motivating well, factor? Well, I, I, first of all, I think, what do you enjoy? You know, what is it you like doing? What makes you happy? You know, do you like go for a walk? Do you, you know, do you like riding a bike? Do you like swimming? And, and there's lots of different things that we offer. So, you know, we, we, we adapt our services for you. So it's not about what we think's best for you. You know, what, you know, it has to be like what you enjoy, you know, and, and there's always hope, always hope. And, and when you're at home and you're, you're isolated, it's very hard to see hope, but there is hope and you just have to reach out. And there's lots of people here that, you know, are waiting in anticipation just to, you know, get you going. And, and there's lots of good people and a, a fantastic team here waiting to help. Brilliant. And so just before we take you on to your next, uh, your immediate challenge here with Rosie's quickfire questions, um, if people wanted to um, uh, donate to, to, the, to the cause, yeah. they can find you on Just Giving? Yeah, Just Giving. Just put my name in. Uh, Andrew Hakesley. It's H-A-K-E-S-L-E-Y. It's quite a rare name. Uh, and 1,000 mile journey and I'll just pop up in the search bar. Brilliant, and we'll we'll put the link um, to, with the podcast as well. So uh, if you're listening to this, please just check the, the notes on whatever provider you, you've got, and we'll have the link there. Over to Rosie here for the quick fire questions. Quick so fire. here we go. Uh, tea or coffee? Tea. <laughs> Cats or dogs? Cats. Pop or rock? Rock. Facebook or Twitter? Facebook. Sweet or salty? Sweet. Night owl or early bird? Early bird. Box set or film? Neither, you're on your bike. <laughs> Both. Depends on how good the box set is. Horror or comedy? Horror. Winter or summer? Summer. And big party or dinner party? Both. <laughs> they were quick fire. They, they, I think they're the most quick fire that we've, that we've ever had. Brilliant. Andy, good luck with the, with yeah, the cycle luck. and we'll, we'll keep up with your progress. Thank and, you. Thank uh, you you'll have to let us know how you get on. Oh, thank you. <laughs>